Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. This is Ursula, your host for Navwick Talks, and I am the CEO of Sula2. It's a legacy writing and publishing company, and we make old, new, and everything we do. And what that means is I absolutely love getting the backstory behind success, behind who you are and what you do. And that is what we do here on Navwick Talks. We give our members as a benefit to them and people that are not members yet, an opportunity to share their wisdom and their skills with our membership and with you, regardless of which category you fall in. So that's what we're going to do today. And I have a wonderful person waiting to share her story with you and to have an interesting dialogue about her purpose in life. And that is Apostle Michelle Kelly. Apostle Kelly is the founder of Truth Outreach International Ministries, Incorporated in Tampa, Florida, where she currently serves as the senior pastor and the president of Excel Connection Preparatory School. In 2010, Apostle Michelle Kelly founded the Empowering Principles of Christ Worldwide Ministries, Incorporated. The purpose of this ministry is to impact kingdom structure and the in- and to identify the needs of the undeveloped body of Christ. Their focus is to equip and develop extensively the body for the establishment of kingdom assignments. She is the apostle to many, including but not limited to Restoration Deliverance Life Center in Philadelphia and Sanctuary of 
Prayer and Praise Ministry located in Jamaica and many more. Apostle is in partnership with India where resources are provided to help orphanage homes and enable students to attend school. Apostle Kelly is founder of Michelle Kelly Ministries, where she travels extensively locally, nationally, and internationally to countries such as India, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, Barbados, and the Bahamas, teaching and preaching. Apostle Kelly is a native of the beautiful island of Jamaica. So welcome, and I am so excited about hearing about you. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Let's hear your story. How did you get to do all of this? (laughs) First of all, I think that Grace, one of them, the help of the Lord and um, people, you know, great people that is in the midst of my life. Tell me, I know we read what it said, but tell me about the experience. What is your company or your ministry really all about? Tell us from your point of view, what do you do? What do I do from the ministry perspective? Yes. Well, we we are in uh, restoration, restoring people back to wholeness. Um, we are also in business to see people liberated, liberated both mentally, both you know physically, financially, in whatever area they are struggling. We are, we are, our passion is to see people liberated and live in the fullness of the life that God intended for them. And what are some of the things that keep us from being liberated at this point. I mean, tell us about where you find people and and then the process of getting them to a different place. I think one of the things that keep people bound is ignorance. The Bible said because of lack of knowledge is people perish. So I believe when people get the information that they need, the Bible said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So I believe when we get the information that we need, you know, and give give people an opportunity to 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 be liberated, to be liberated, both financially, both relationally, mentally, I believe ignorance is one of the worst is worst thing that can happen to us. It's almost totally difficult to not be political today, but when you talk about the truth. And we think in terms of where we are in America right now, and rather true or not, we hear that our president has 9,000 lies to his credit since he's been in office. So how does truth play into where we are today with that? I mean, what? how do you explain that? I mean, or do you have thoughts about that? About where we are with the president? Well, the fact that we we are we have a leader that may in fact have had that many lies, or at least reported to have had that many. Um, how do we function with 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 the truth setting you free? And, and an example of where there is not truth. 
I, I think the truth is God. I think the truth is God. He, he have left us an instruction. God has given us. We are we are created by Him. He's our Creator, first and foremost. You know, if we if you have a a, a, a car that is broke down, if you have a phone that is broke down, the best place to take that phone back to or the phone is the manufacturer. Nobody knows that better than than the person that made us, that Creator. We are His workmanship. So I think when we take God out of the equation. Ain't no way we can find the answer or we can find the truth. The truth is him. He said that. I am the truth. When the oh, truth God. and the light. And so when we, when we take a nation, whether it's government, whether it's business, whether it's our personal life, and we take God out of it and we don't seek him for the answer, we are going to we are gonna be in the place that we are, are in right now, our country, mm-hmm. our nation, our school. So tell me about some of the missions that you've been on and, and the travel that you do and experiences that you may have had. Um, just help us understand your world and how you you move about this world doing good. I mean, give us some examples. Well, for me, uh, I've, I've, my experience in life has created a great passion in me for people that are underprivileged that doesn't get the opportunity that I get to be into a country coming from Jamaica. I came from Jamaica. My mom, my parents had 12 children, and I'm the last one of 12. And so I get to see what it is not to have. Um, my parents didn't have a lot. They had very limited amount to share amongst the 12 children. So I get to see what, not getting up in the morning and have grits and pancakes and all of that for breakfast just having just enough to get by. And so coming to this country was a great opportunity for me, give me an opportunity to life. And so coming here, I did not forget where I came from. I didn't forget, you know, the many nights when my mother didn't have uh, steaks and gravy and how sometimes we imagine having that steak and gravy. And so I went back to my country to, to give back and to give opportunity to and the privileged people. And in India, uh, Africa, uh, um, I think I was in 80 and, and last year, going to 80 and last year, and just to see people that sleeping on the ground, not having a bed to lay on, elderly people in Kenya laying on the floor, in India, children making mud pie for meal. So for me, one of the greatest things for me is to able to give someone a life that they never had, you know, is to help them get, you know, a pancake for breakfast. Somebody's child can go to school. When I didn't have the opportunity to, to go to school as I wanted to as a child, so I wanted to give that back to someone else, you know, because I think the greatest thing is not what you can receive, but it's what you can give back. And so I get to see, you know, senior citizens that, don't have a meal. Don't have a bed to lay on. I get to see people in in Kenya. They make huts out of out of cow dung, and that's what they make their their house out of. I, I get to see um, hungry people for real, for real. Get to see people that just wanted to have just an opportunity in life, you know. And and sometimes if we don't get out of our comfort zone and reach out to people that is less than us, we are the hand of God in the earth. I believe that. We are God's feet in the earth. 
Jesus already did what he needed to do. He brings salvation to us. And now he left us here to be his hands and his feet, to reach out to those that are less fortunate than us. So that's what I do, and I enjoy doing what I do. I love what you just said in terms of being the hand of God and the feet of God are the, um, I guess that translates into the body of Christ, as they say, um, mm-hmm. in that this is what is intended to, to, to use our physical being to be of use to someone else and and help them through their times of need. Um, so for those of us that are not really schooled in the hierarchy of ministry, I grew up as an um, AME um, person and married Baptist, but that's not to say that I'm a student of, of the disciplines, quite frankly. So when I hear apostle, quite sure what that really means. What, what, does apostle mean, and how does one get to be an apostle? Well, I, I, I believe an apostle is a fathering. Matter of fact, I was ministering in that last night. It's the fathering, it's the covering, is 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 the able to give uh, uh, instruction and equipment unto the body. A matter of fact, he talked to and he said, I give some. He said, I give some an apostle, I give some pastors and teachers, an evangelist, and he began to say, I give him pastor, and he said, I build my foundation upon the pastor, the apostle, and I build it upon the and, and the prophet, you know, so it, it's the gifts that God gives him. God has given us gifts, and so he says that the apostle is to strengthen the church. The apostle is to, is to equip the church. He's really the father, and the, it's a life giver that giving continues throwing strength into the body, as Paul did. Paul would go and he would strengthen the church. Paul would raise up sons and daughters, and he would extend to them, and he would impart to them gifts. But Paul says he lays hands upon Timothy, and he, he, he releases gifts unto Timothy, and he also stir up gifts, potential that is in people that they don't know they have. So that's what I also do. When I go into these countries, I take people, and that's what I do. I also lay my hands upon them and um, impart gifts unto them. I cover ministry. I give them tools and equip them and and, and release them to do the work God called them to do. Amazing. The Bible um, says God sent one of the things. They are sent by God. They are the sent ones. The Bible called them that they are the sent one. They are sent out. Most times they are not the one that stay inside of the, the church. They are the one that go out of the church. And they, you know, they have to strengthen churches around the world. Mm-hmm. So how does this relate to business? Yeah, how do you separate business from, um, from, from God and from this work? It's really, um, it's, it's, business is, is an ex, it's just an extension of the kingdom of God. You know, the, the Bible says, God says, do business until I come. Uh, there, there, was, there was three men in the Bible that has it's the three men with the three talents that God gave them. It, 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 I mean, the, 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 the master gave them, each of them, he gave them a gift. He gave them a talent. And he gave it to them for them to do business. He gave it to them for them to be able to invest and make, you know, in, uh, bring increase. The Bible said one of them, the one that has the one, buried it. The one that has the two invests. 
And the other witness, five in verse 66. The master came back, and when he came, he asked the one, the one, what did you do with, what did you do with what I gave you? Everything that God gives us is, is for expansion. Everything, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. You know, that was the first thing. Nobody knew business without God. That was the first business, man. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden. All, it was all about business. Adam, here is my business. Run it until I come. It was all about business. You can't separate business really from the church. You can't separate business from the church. The church, a matter of fact, was supposed to raise up people to be entrepreneurs, to be owners of their own business. You know, so they're, they're having enough to give to the, to the kingdom of God and to their family. Well, you know, what you just used as an example reminds me of something that happens all the time. People will take the Bible and they'll mm-hmm. secularize it and turn it into what appears to be their own wit or wisdom. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I really like um, as a parable, I guess, is the whole idea of the gifts and how yes. I heard it. And then someone told me it was biblically based is that someone gave mm-hmm. a person or three people a pound of steel and one mm-hmm. person made a hammer out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, another person made some nails out of it, out of their pound. Mm-hmm. And the third person made watch springs and basically made mm-hmm. a fortune. So that sounds yeah. like what you were saying in terms of the three talents, that that is the part the part of the Bible that that particular example comes from. Um, where in the Bible is that, that story or that, that um, example? Mm, I think I would have to find it for you. I don't remember exactly where it is. I think it's in Matthew. I think it is it's in Matthew. Okay. I think it's in the four books. Okay, and and that makes sense. That makes sense because of something else um, um, that I'm going to ask you about later on. We'll come back to Matthew now. I'm really interested in reading more about Matthew based on what you just said and based on um, an answer a friend of mine gave me. But um, before mm-hmm. we go to that, I'd like to know how you got associated with Nabwick and why. Oh, well, um, how I get associated with Mambrick, um, I was looking to um, expand my business. I was looking for some expansion. I was also looking for um, knowledge. I started um, the business uh, not with a lot of knowledge in business. I just know that I had uh, an idea. I had a passion. I had a desire. <laughs> and... Um, my reason for starting the business was I wanted to help. Again, that's my thing. I wanted to help someone, you know, people around me that was less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was there. Um, the passion was there. My desire was there. And so I, I, I began to follow the desire, but I did not have enough knowledge about, you know, the, the business. And I know that it, 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 it was a struggle. In the beginning, we have great, you know, struggle in it. And I didn't have a lot of answers. So someone told me about, you know, networking, um, going to this meeting um, that Nabrick was having. So I went and I started to 
in the meeting, and I observed. And I think for the very first time I went to that meeting, I was like in awe. I was like, wow. I was like, wow. It was literally what I was looking for. It was literally wow. what I was looking for. Yeah, it was literally, it, it was literally, it was, I heard opportunity. I heard partnership, solutions um, coming out of that meeting. And uh, I didn't leave out of the meeting without signing up with Melbourne. <laughs> but it was that good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that that seems to be the the scenario that most of us use. I mean, when we come in contact with an AWIC member, oh my goodness! Usually they're so fired up and making things yeah. happen, and that's what impresses me about this organization as well. And um, and I happen to be in a unique position right now, of being able to talk to members as they come on board and as they um, decide to share their stories. And and mm-hmm. that's what's happening this morning. So when when I see you're president of Excel Connection Preparatory School, when did that start, and what's the mission, and what are you doing? Oh well, well, it started uh, about ten years ago. It started about ten years ago. Again, we have people that will come into our ministry that there were single mothers, single, you know, parents that just looking for a better life for their children. Well, we realized that we can, as much as we can teach the people the word of God, we also have to give them tools. We also have to assist them, you know, uh, with more than just giving them the Bible, you know, putting practical things before them. And so, again, that, that the school was birthed out of that place of just really wanted to, to, to help people, to help people to help themselves. And so we realized that there's some people that did not have, you know, all of the knowledge that they need and all of the skills that they need. So Excel um, Connection is a school that, you know, help putting people back to work. We do CNA, we do um, first, um, dealing with first aid, um, just in the medical field. So we give them certificates and, and put them to work. And so that they can have, again, the life that God intended for them and their family. And we have seen tremendous um, things come out of that school. People have gone on to becoming nurses, and, you know, they have gone on to um, buying their own homes and, and, you know, do all kind of different things with their life from that school. You know, so it is, it is a very great opportunity um, that we get to able to, to help people's life to be different giving them a new way of living, and that's what our focus is, giving them an opportunity that they can have the life that God intended for them. So that's can, what you the school. can you recall a success story from, without calling the person's name, um, of someone that's come through there and what they've gone on to do? Oh, yes. Oh, so many stories. <laughs> so many stories. We have battered women. We have... Um, one young lady, single woman, battered, just coming out of a crazy, you know, in a crazy relationship. Well, um, we we take them, put them to through school, you know, give them an opportunity to get out of the lifestyle, you know, get out of that that environment, and we're able to provide for her and her son. And today. They are doing wonderful. Some of them have gone on to be an RN. Some of them have gone on to be an RN, LPN. Some of them have gone on and got their degrees and graduate. 
you know, and that's doing wonderfully. So we have we have so many different stories, people that comes out from, you know, uh, all kind of lifestyles, all kind of lifestyles. Um, some of them come out from the street, prostitutes. We we see it all. <laughs> just, just just giving them a life and have it and watching them. Our 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 thing is to watch them leaving from being a caterpillar into a butterfly. To watch someone's <laughs> life. You know, come. You know, transform right before your eyes. There is, there is no reward as great as that to able to see someone else's life change right before your eyes because you give them an opportunity. Yeah, this is, that is <laughs> this is amazing to hear you use that example because I, I tend to be alert to coincidences or maybe they're not coincidences, but for some reason that metaphor has come to the surface in the last week. There's someone that I've been connected to that uses that as her um, emblem to some degree and has a story that goes along with it. And when I was introduced to her, I was able to share with her that it also means a lot to me because when I was in um, high school, I was a part of Upward Bound and my Upward Bound director was mean, right? Uh, but as mm-hmm. it turns out, she visited me in college, and we had a wonderful conversation as human beings, and she revealed to me how much she really liked me as a person. And so mm-hmm. feeling all good about that, I said, okay, when I buy my first home, I'm going to invite you to my house. And I mm-hmm. did that, and I, and I honestly think that my saying that was an affirmation because almost I don't know, it was like to the day a few years later, I was able to contact her and say, I have purchased my first home and I am inviting Mm -hmm. you to my house. Now, as it turns out, she could not come, but she sent Mm -hmm. me this greeting card that said people live all their lives in the cocoons of their own habits, not realizing that butterflies are possible. And she then Mm -hmm. went on to write in her own handwriting the things that she appreciated about me and encouraged me to continue doing whatever it was I was doing at the time or being the kind of person she thought that I am. And I have held on to that card for all those years. And it was so much a part of me that when I was in corporate America, everyone knew that the butterfly represented me and they would give me little butterfly magnets and all kinds of things like that. So in the last seven days, this conversation now has happened three times. And I guess there's someone out there in the universe that needs to hear that, that what you just said and and how it impacts me as well. So I think that's that's quite profound. Yes. Yes. Um, we give people wings. We give people that's wings. <laughs> yes, we give people wings. Yes, and, they, and because the, the the thing with the caterpillar, the caterpillar don't really know that it's a it's a butterfly. You know, it's beating and it's going through all you know the obstacles of life and circumstances of life, and it doesn't know. So it it's beating itself against life. You know, and until it comes through, and somebody needs to literally you know say, listen, you can do it. You know, I came through. You can have it. I I came through, and I think that if we can do that in the world, there will be so the world will be so much better than that we just don't consider ourselves and not think about people that are out there. You know, I think it's it's, it's to me life is when you can make it different for someone else. That's life for me. 
Give them wings. Well, you know, sometimes I'm a visual person. Um, Well, I'll put it like this. I hear words and I visualize them. And what you just said to Hello? Okay, for my listening audience, um, it looks like I had technical problems, and we're back, and I apologize. So we're going to take a commercial break and then come back and pick up where we left off. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. And thank goodness we're back. I apologize to my listening audience. I don't know what happened, but it had a little technical glitch, but we are back. Um, Before the break, I had asked Apostle Kelly about a a thought that I had in terms of if we looked at homeless people as people in a cocoon of their own habits or on society's making, would that make us look at them differently? What are your thoughts about that? Yes, I believe um, people, again, just need an opportunity. I mean, I've gotten an opportunity to come to this country. You know, to me, you know, that that to me is a blessing. I know what it is not to have. I know what it is. I've I've been there. (laughs) You know, so I believe even down to the very homeless, when you look at, I don't know if you know who Tyler Perry is. Tyler Perry is is one of the, the guy in, you know, that makes several movies. Yes. But if you look at his life, he, you know, he was homeless. That's where he came from. He was homeless, sleeping outside and free. But, I mean, somebody gave him an opportunity. And, I mean, he's, he, he take the opportunity and he find his wings. And he found out that his wing was making movies, <laughs> you know. And now he's able to give back to to his, his, his community and to, and to those that are less fortunate, you know. Mm-hmm. But I believe... Because a person is homeless, sometimes that person got homeless because of, you know, a divorce. They got homeless because of something, you know, can happen to their lives. It doesn't mean that 
that's, you know, that's where that person want to be. Just mean that life may keep them back for a moment. But if you can reach your hand and, and help that person up, there was a man in the Bible. Um, he was he was lame. This man was he was lame. I think he was lame. He couldn't walk. He had four friends. He heard that Jesus was in the city. The four friends came and they got him. He was on the bed. They carried him on his bed, cut out the roof of where Jesus was, and dropped that man down inside of that roof so that he could get healed. And sometimes it takes that for some people, you know, that we gotta, somebody got to go get him and tell him, listen, you can do it, you can have it. You know, I was, at one time, this was my life, but look, look at what God has done. If he's done it for me, then he can do it for you. Sometimes you take that. Some people are, are not self-motivated. You know, sometimes it takes a little motivation from somebody else. Yes. So um, one of the things that I mentioned early on in the show is when you mentioned Matthew, it reminded me of a question that I asked someone once, and Matthew was the solution. Um, I, I said, you know, okay, so if being a child of God, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to have abundance, and hearing you talk about the talents and increase and and giving the example that you gave, um, what I asked was, well, how is it that evil people, people that are awful, I mean, just terrible people, end up so wealthy sometimes? And and in other cases, a child of God is not. So I, I'll share with you the response I got, but I'm curious as to what your thoughts about that. Uh, God gave us principles. The thing is, God gave us principles. Principles work for whomever. Sometimes people don't know that if you put the key in the car, turn the keys in the car, it's going to work. Sometimes people need that unlocking. It's called unlocking of potential. You know, sometimes people's uh, potential is buried, and it takes someone to come again and speak, you know, speak into their lives. And that's again mm-hmm. why he said, I give the fivefold, I give pastors. I give a prophet, I give evangelists and teachers, you know, because sometimes people will have that. They will have potential, but it, it, it's buried, and it takes someone else to come in and say, listen, if you put the key in the car and turn it, it will move, you know, it will move. So people that use the principle, because watch this, everybody that is in the church, it doesn't mean they're successful. It's not amazing. There are people that can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't mean they're they're, they're um Successful. Success comes when you take the principle of what God gives and the talent of what God gives you, the gift of what God gives you, and you choose to use the gift that God gives you, the gift of the talent, and however you want to use them. Some people take what they have and they waste it. You know what I mean? Some, some of us waste what we have. You know, some of us buried what we have. You know, but it won't work unless you use the principle. The principle hmm. can be used by a wicked person. It's amazing. You can take the, if, if you're going to bake a cake, the ingredients you use. If I use the right, right ingredients, if I put it on the right temperature, the cake is going to come out. If I don't put the right ingredients in, if I don't put the cake in the right uh, timing, it's going to flop. It's the same thing with the principles of God. It works. He said, love your neighbors as you love yourself. Forgive those 
you know, that done you wrong. That's God's principle. You know, he said if you if you want more, give more. It's better to give than to receive. Those are God's principles. If we don't use them, we're not going to see the benefit of what God has given every one of us. He has given an opportunity. He also says, he said, time and chance, listen, time and chance happen to us all. All of us have 24 hours in the day. All of us has 24 hours in the day. You know what I mean? So whatever we, however we, 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 we use those hours, whatever we do with those currency that God has given us, then it's going to bring us back reward. You know, I'm now really grateful I asked the question of you and of um, my friend because now I have two wonderful examples of the answer to that because I love what you just said. Now, what my friend said was that um, also in Matthew that God is an equal opportunity God, and that's basically what you're saying too. In that the sun shines on the good and the evil, and God sends rain to water the grass for good and the evil person. And it's up to you to choose the right path. Um, and I, I just, this, it's very thought provoking based on what you said in terms of the principles. The principles is the sunshine or the rain. You know, it, it gives them to all of us, and we have the opportunity to do something good with them. And I have to admit, one of the things that I'm doing right now is um, developing legacy walls for institutions, primarily schools right now, where Mm -hmm. I talk about the history of that school and the people that have come through there, and I present it in a huge mural that they can see all day long, every day, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. And the lessons Mm -hmm. from that mural continually teach anyone that gazes upon it. And I Mm -hmm. feel in a way that's my form of giving back, too, because my um, desire to have people connect to the good of where they are is is where I find a lot of joy. It's like, you're here. What's good about Mm -hmm. being here? What's good Mm -hmm. about enjoying where you are right at this moment? So, and if, if I take... What you're saying is what principles are you having, do you have right now where you are, where you stand, and how have people used them in the past, and how can you use them now? This is your sunshine, your rain. What are you doing with it? And I'm I'm loving the connection between what you said and, and what my other friend, what she said. So it's, it's, it's amazing how we learn from each other in moments like this. Uh, I, I want to hear your story, but it also touches my life, and, and hopefully the things I do touch others, too. So giving back, it, it comes in different forms, and that's the mm-hmm. form that I do. Now, yes. usually there's something that people want to say that I have not asked them about. Now, what would you like to share that maybe I haven't touched on? <laughs> well, listen, just, just just to, you know, really to encourage people to be, be consider other people. You know what I mean? Consider other people. Consider that we are here, and, you know, I believe that life to me is a currency. Life to me, I use that, you know, in in speaking, you know, whether public speaking, whatever. I do, I always come back to this. 
Life to me is currency. It is like God gave us 80, 80, 80 currency, 100 currency, 30 currency, 40 currency. Some people live 40, 50, 60. My father lived, he lived 101. So I believe we get 100 currency. And I believe that we are to be mindful of the 24 hours God gives us. We are to take the time, the breath of considering someone else. You know, uh, think about someone else. Not always just think about ourselves, but to remember that we are here because God has put us into this earth for a purpose. You know, and our purpose is to is to again be His hands and His feet in the earth. To consider how can I make a difference in somebody's life? How can I take take today to see whom I can bless? You know what I mean? I have a young lady that came to me. I met this 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 this. Uh, this lady, she was very, um, really, she came to the end of her rope. She has this young lady, and the young lady, she, from, she was four years old, she was cutting herself. They call her Cutter. That was her name. They call her Cutter. All her body just cut up. And she looked oh. at me, and she said, she said, I can't do nothing with her, and I'm just going to put her away in the mental institution. I'm just done. I can't do nothing with her. And she looked at me, and she said, do you want her? You, do you want her? And I said yes, and I said yes before I even think about my yes. <laughs> yes, and I I said yes, and my yes. After I said yes, I'm like wow. I said yes. Well, this young lady, she was on 49 medication. They told her she was never able to live on her own. She'll never work in society. And I'm telling you, they give up on her. She, she just lives from medication to medication. She wake up with medication. She go to bed with medication. And so they'll bake her after like three, four times for a reason. You know, I took her. And I took her. And because I saw in her eyes that all she needs is an opportunity. I took her. 49 medication. They released her from 49 medication. This young lady, she living on her own. She went back to school. She got her certificate to work with children. I mean, everything they told her she could not do, today she was doing it. To me, that's life. Impacting somebody else's life, giving back to someone else, able to give someone oxygen and give them wings, I believe that to me is life. And to my listening audience, come back next week. We have a full lineup that's just getting extremely powerful. Throughout the year, we have some people lined up that are just, just wonderful. And starting with next week. All right. Take care. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.